أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation In this episode we are going to speak about falsehood Al-Batil And it's quite befitting that we speak about falsehood after the section on insight because it is through insight that somebody is able to tell the difference between truth and falsehood Something that is false has no lasting effect and has no reality behind it. It is through following falsehood that a person distances themselves from what will benefit them. And while a person might feel strength in following falsehood because of the amount of people that do so, in the end the truth will always prevail, because the truth rests on reality, whereas falsehood doesn't rest on anything. It's smokescreens after smokescreens, until a person realizes that there's nothing behind it. But at the same time, it needs a certain amount of strength to follow the truth in the face of the voices and the groups that all follow falsehood. It requires insight, it requires intellect, and it requires knowing the falsehood in each and everything that enables a person to steer clear of falsehood. But that discernment is something that a person has to cultivate within themselves. And for that reason, our scriptural sources speak about falsehood. And the Holy Quran also explains many instances of falsehood so that we can learn what the outcome of following falsehood is. The first subsection in Mizan al-Hikmah speaks about the warning against following falsehood. It starts with a verse of the Holy Quran that says, And say, the truth has come and falsehood has vanished. Indeed, falsehood is bound to vanish. So it doesn't matter how strong it seems that falsehood is. Because falsehood doesn't lean on any reality, And it is what it says, it is false. It will never last and it will always vanish. The next verse says, Rather we hurl the truth against falsehood and it crushes its head and behold, falseness vanishes and woe to you for what you allege. So here again you can see the imagery that the Quran provides of the truth being put against the falsehood. And because falsehood has nothing behind it, the truth easily squashes it and quells it. And that is the same example about the allegations that people make about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the truth comes out on the day of judgment, all of that falsehood will disappear. Imam Ali alayhi salam is reported to have said, Falsehood is a deceiving deluder. So this riwayah tells us that falsehood deceives and deludes those people that can't recognize it. And Imam Ali alayhi salam is also reported to have said, I will rip falsehood open until the truth emerges from its belly. And of course that is something that an imam can do by exposing the falsehood to such an extent that all that remains is the truth. Imam Ali alayhi salam is also reported to have said, Truth is the road to paradise and falsehood is the road to hell. And on each road there is a caller. So there are callers to the truth and there are callers to falsehood. If a person chooses to follow the road of truth then they will end up in heaven. And if they choose to follow the road to hell then they will end up in hell. It is an existential movement. It is something that a person chooses to do based on how much they trust the caller towards that truth and falsehood. Imam Ali alayhi salam is also reported to have said, He who supports falsehood oppresses the truth. So truth and falsehood have a dichotomous relationship. If you side on the side of truth, then it is falsehood that decreases. But if you side on the side of falsehood, then you oppress the truth. The next subsection talks about discerning the truth from falsehood. Imam Ali alayhi salam is reported to have said, Verily, there is nothing between truth and falsehood but a span of four fingers. Falsehood is to say I heard, while truth is to say I saw. 
So the part of this riwayah that is missed out is that what the imam meant by four fingers is the distance between the ear and the mouth. Not that truth and falsehood are similar in their reality. Rather, falsehood is when you just hear hearsay and you decide to follow that. So for example, in today's world with the media, there are all kinds of analyses and accusations and sometimes just clear lies. Whereas the truth is if you're a witness to that truth, if you see actually what happened. So one of the methods of distinguishing truth from falsehood is to experience the truth rather than to hear about the falsehood. The next subsection talks about the truth disguised as falsehood. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And do not mix the truth with falsehood, nor conceal the truth while you know. So there are some very deceptive people that understand that trying to convince people with pure falsehood is a difficult task. Because in truth, nobody wants to follow falsehood because they understand that that is destruction. So instead of propagating what is 100% false, they will mix the truth with falsehood so that it becomes confusing to people. There is an aspect of truth in the issue and there is an aspect of falsehood. And that grey area that is created through the lack of knowledge of the person who is listening to that person is such that it is enough to deflect them from the path of truth. And this can happen when somebody knows the truth and wants to abuse their knowledge of the truth as well. They abuse their knowledge of the truth in order to lead people along the path of their own desires and they take advantage of the vulnerable. So that's one aspect. But another aspect is also to conceal the truth and that is that a person becomes satisfied in the fact that they know the truth and they make no effort or they actively conceal that truth from other people. Imam Ali is reported to have said, if falsehood was isolated from being mixed with the truth, it would not be indefinable by those who aspire it. And if the truth was free from being disguised as falsehood, the tongues of its opponents would still be silenced. But it is often made by taking a little from one and a little from the other. So the Imam explains here that if truth didn't have any falsehood attached to it, then there would be no way that people could argue against it. And in the same way, if falsehood was clearly distinguished from truth, then those people who follow falsehood would also have recognized that. But the state that we witness is that truth is mixed with falsehood, so it becomes confusing to those groups of people. Imam Ali is also reported to have said, Many a wrong was glossed with verses from the Book of Allah, just as the copper dirham is plated with silver coating. So the Imam explains for us very clearly here the abuse of religion and specifically the Holy Qur'an, in order to further the personal goals of those people who present those ideas to the Muslim community. And this is why education is so important. A person needs that education and that insight so that they can distinguish between truth and falsehood and follow the truth in order to follow that path to heaven, which is an existential motion, and to avoid the path towards hell. The final subsection talks about how falsehood cannot be ascertained as truth. Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, Allah has refused to present falsehood as a certain truth, and he has refused to present the truth to the heart of a believer as a certain falsehood. He has also refused to present falsehood to the heart of a disbeliever as a certain truth. And had he not done thus, the truth would never be distinguished from falsehood. So although that grey area does exist, there is no doubt that truth is distinguishable from falsehood. It is not the case that the truth is so covered by falsehood that it cannot be distinguished from it. And in the same way, it is not true that falsehood is so covered by truth that it cannot be distinguished from it. Rather, 
Truth and falsehood are distinguishable from one another, even if on the surface it looks grey and indistinguishable. In the final hadith, Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, The heart can never ascertain that the truth is falsehood, nor can it ever ascertain that falsehood is the truth. So at the end of the day, if somebody is able to truly follow their heart, they will be able to ascertain the truth from falsehood. Inshallah, in the next episode, we are going to talk about Allah's antipathy or his anger, al-bughd, wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi al-tayyibin al-tahirin.